Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we're excited to have Tamar Hermes. She's a full-time investor and educator with over 20 years of experience uh, investing. And I think there was a lot of nuggets you're going to get from this episode. To be perfectly honest, I think one of the key, key aspects we focus on that you'll get some great insight into is approaching private money lenders. Uh, you know, as we navigate all these times, the need for private money uh, versus institutional is just going to increase. And she gives some great nuggets that you can take away from and, and to really quite honestly implement immediately. Yes. We also talk about what is holding women back right now investing in real estate. We think different, we invest different. So we need to figure this out and we touch base on what might be holding you back right now. And most importantly, what you need to do right now to figure it out, move forward, reach your goals to live a financially free and balanced life. We are here to support you. Uh, this is a must. Listen. Oh, all of them are, <laughs> actually. But this, I really like this episode because it's, it's raw. We talk about how-tos and also the mindset. So enjoy. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, They've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests to the maintenance to organizing the cleaners after every guest day, with Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We have a wonderful guest on today's episode, Tamar Hemes. Nice to see you again. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we've been planning this for a while. So I'm so happy to make this happen today with you. Yeah. Um, welcome back, ladies listening. 
for the new women listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's a lot of different things you could be doing with your time, so we appreciate it. Uh, we are on a very big mission to support women living a financially free and balanced life. That is what we are all about with everything that we're doing. So, right, Andressa, that's what that's what yeah. we're about here. That's our our mission. I wish I could have picked something simpler, <laughs> I guess. Right. But I guess I don't pick that. Right. The universe picks you. So here we are ready to go, ready to go. So uh, before we get into Mars, wonderful story, uh, we got a lot of questions prepared for her. She's got an amazing story that we're going to jump into here in a moment. Uh, We always like to get connected to all of you, all of our amazing, amazing women listening. So like to share a tip or something, right, Andressa, just to kind of get everyone thinking about their life and useful, right? What do you have under? Well, you know, as we all, as we're all experiencing these, these very interesting times that we're living in, right? And I've always wanted to be better at being present. So if I'm with the kids, I'm with the kids. If I'm working, I'm working. And obviously having two young kids, you know, a three-year-old and a six-year-old um, in the house with you all the time, 24-7, um, doesn't, is not always the easiest recipe for that to happen, right? Because, you know, you're just going to have them jumping in your your office because of X, Y, and Z. Because daddy's just not as good as mommy. Just, that's just... <laughs> Oh my um, God, Matt! If you're listening, um, we love you. Yeah, he doesn't listen to our podcast. That's okay. He doesn't listen to our podcast. So, um, so yeah, I, I really struggled that over my professional life, and then this opportunity, if you will, call it, <laughs> has presented itself to just really get present to where and what and what you're doing, not what you're doing, but who you're with. And um, I have, I am so conscious of that every day because I literally might have an hour to get some work done, and then I'm in like teacher mode, right? Then I'm homeschooling my kindergartner and then my daughter is just running around naked. I'm trying to like control her or whatever she's doing. So I've really, really been working on that. And I think that's an opportunity for all of us to work on because it's not easy to do, at least for me, it's not easy to do right now. You know, Andressa, you and I have tons of things going on, right? That we're rolling out. We're really excited about. I want to be on my phone all the time just to be able to get back to you, right? Our partners, our, our teams, our you know, the people we work with, but I'm, you know, when I'm trying to be with my kids, I'm really focused on that. I'm trying not to look at my phone as much, you know, and I've never been great at that, but I've really been working on that. I would just suggest that to the woman listening. How can you do that more? And could that create more peace for you and your life? I, I think it, it is for me. I, I'm working on it. I don't know if I've mastered it, but I, you know, I'm working on it and continually every day, like I'm present to doing what's in front of me to do. And that is all I can do. So if that's, if that's a quick little suggestion for you to implement in your own life, hopefully that helps. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in the midst of everything that was going on right now, I heard this another day and that's the truth for me. We're not working from home. We are home trying to work. It's kind of little, um, there's a difference there because yeah. I think that myself, I, I, my productivity is always high and I strive to do that. And of course, there is a frustration going on because I'm trying to be as productive as before. However, the environment changed. So what I, as you, Liz, all what I'm like reframing my mindset and, and, yeah. and finding what works for me, for my family, how can I collaborate with my team and, you know, one day I take it from Liz, another day she takes it for my plate and then we, we go around. And I think that that's when you really see the partners that you have in your life. This is the time to see 
who is up to, you know, work with you and pivot with you. Sometimes, many times during the day, we're pivoting to make things work. Um, And this is a great opportunity to see who is the right partner for you and or if you need to change things around. And who are the friends that are around too, right? Who are those people that are really calling and to check on you? What's going on? And are you calling them and vice versa? So we are all trying to figure this out as much as possible. I think that when we do figure it out, then we're back. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but the lessons we learn, right? How do we continue doing them and yeah. being them? So, so with that having said, this is all that's in front of us to do. And we're so excited to jump into your story tomorrow. If you can, we always like to ask the women, you know, women we're interviewing these amazing women we've interviewed over a hundred episodes now, what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing and what, you know, what, what got you into your journey? Yeah. Well, first I want to say thank you for that introduction because a lot of things that you were talking about are things that I actually have to share today. So it was, it's such a great, like every single thing you'll see through this, through this time that we're talking are things that, um, that I touch upon. Uh, my story is, um, it's, it's pretty emotional. Uh, I, I grew up pretty poor uh, as the child of a Holocaust survivor, and we didn't have a lot of money. And we also didn't really have a, uh, I didn't have a sense of, of riches or being wealthy. It was just about surviving. And so as I was kind of shoveling through trying to figure it all out myself, um, I ended up uh, doing very well. And I was a producer at a large television network. I was making well over six figures. I was 27 years old mm. and I was just miserable. I just felt like I was walking through life and I just didn't really, I just didn't feel like I had, like I had any control. Like it was just like, okay, this job will pay me. So now I can live the way I want to live. And I, all I really wanted was choice. I just wanted to be able to decide, you know, what do I want to do? How do I want to do it? And so I really just, I had saved some money and I started thinking, okay, what are my biggest expenses? And it was the rent, you know, it was just rent, rent's just, and even though I had, I had a reasonable amount of rent, but still it's always the biggest chunk in our, in our expense column. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I ended up buying a duplex uh, and I live in Los Angeles. I ended up purchasing it. And then I had an, I had a tenant. And so I just started to realize, oh my gosh, this is something. And just, it just really was a light bulb that I just want everybody to be aware of because that Mm -hmm. is, it's really, they're the keys to the castle. Honestly, real estate are the keys to the castle. And, um, and so that's, that's how I got, that's how I got going. Wow. So, you know, it's funny how you looked at it and how you identify specifically, listen, if I take care of the rent, it will propel me, it will allow space for other things to happen. And I think that many women feel very overwhelmed and we want to tackle everything at the same time. And therefore we feel paralyzed and we don't take that first step. So walk me through your first deal. How did you make that happen? The duplex that you bought, how did you buy it? How did you figure out the financing part? 
Right. Okay. So it's 20 years ago. I'm not going to give away my age, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I remember it very well because, you know, the first deal is always the scariest, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of money on the table. There's a lot of things we still don't know. And even now when we do deals, every deal is a little different. So we're still kind of learning as we go. We're always kind of pleasantly surprised at, at what we need to troubleshoot. But I remember uh, looking at, looking around for um, first, I, I checked my credit score which is so important. Please check your credit score and keep on top of it. So important because you get better loans when you have a higher credit score. So um, I remember, you know, doing that and um, figuring out what I could do for a down payment. At the time, I ended up uh, putting 10% down. And so I did have the PMI, the purchase mortgage insurance, which is just, you know, people say, well, why do you want to pay insurance? Well, if it gets you the property, then it's worth it. It's not like, it's a few hundred dollars. I got rid of it in a couple of years, but it got me in. And I just remember looking um, really for something. It was something that I was going to live in. So I was looking for a place that I liked that I could afford. And I wanted a duplex because I didn't want the whole talk about doing everything yourself when it's one single family, it's all on you. But when you have a duplex, then you have a tenant that can pay part of the rent and it really helps kind of soften it a little bit um, in terms of what your financial obligations are. And so um, that was pretty much it. And I remember, you know, getting that big pile of papers when it closed and I was nervous and I just, you know, I just kept telling myself that, um, you know, that, uh, we need to be, I, I needed to be bold. I needed to be able to make choices. And if we don't take action, nothing happens. And so, you know, if I hadn't, if I could have easily just spent that $40,000 and gone on a, you know, first class vacation somewhere. But yeah. for me, it was always kind of looking at, you know, what, what can I do? How can I find these, find these opportunities to make my life what I want it to be? Like we're all on the journey. And that was when you, you know, prior to that, you didn't have any other, you didn't have an investment. So you do this deal, you get into the duplex. So what was your next deal after that? Because then it's like, you were living there. Did you then live into a live in another investment or was that just purely an investment? So how did you, how did you kind of grow from there? And how long did you give yourself to make that well, kind of next step? I love this. I love this question because this is part of the reason why I coach women. And I'm so passionate about women getting into real estate because I didn't buy another deal right away. I was, I was like, okay, I got it. And then I got scared and thought, well, yeah, this worked, but will it work again? And there was always that underlying fear, you know, when you grow up in a place where it's not around you, you always think, you know, if I make a mistake, I'm going to end up destitute. You know, it was just so much fear around that. And so um, it took me a couple of years. I think I didn't buy another deal until five years later. I bought another duplex to rent. And I actually, um, and this is a strategy that is interesting because we're always talking about, okay, buy that, let it, uh, let the, let, let's get some equity in it. And then let's 1031 exchange it and let's grow. And it's by far uh, a, a great strategy because that you're going to make a lot more money than what I did by holding on to properties. But if you're buying in an appreciating market like Los Angeles, you know, you have a property where uh, you buy it for 400,000 and in 20 years, it's worth 
one and a half million. So, um, you know, so it can work either way. I mean, the point is right that there's no wrong answer. And, and so, yeah, so I ended up buying a second duplex. And then as I started to get, as I started to get more uh, comfortable, I started escalating and getting into multifamily and passive investing. And now it's just, now it's just going, going, going. But, uh, you know, I just think that there is, especially for women, there's a lot of fear for us. Um, we're not, uh, I mean, there's 30% of us that are investors and that's, you know, we know that that's how millionaires are made through real estate. So, you know, what's going on for women, what's going on for us and why aren't we, you know, what is it? And I can see myself and the patterns I could see, you know, after I bought it thinking, well, I just got lucky or, you know, yeah, it worked, but will it work again? Sure. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. And I love what you're saying too about the, the, the appreciation. I was just putting a, um, a video together, a teaching video for, for our membership that's going to be, you know, coming up soon. And I talked about cash flow versus appreciation mm-hmm. and knowing what your money goals are. And I think you're so spot on tomorrow because you got to know that information and that doesn't get talked enough a lot. You know, in other words, what is your money goal? And can you have both? Sure. But often you need to kind of say, is it more, am I looking for cash flow or am I like, you know what? I'm good. I really want to build something in me more of like a class A premier type of area to your point. Not every area we invest in is going to appreciate from 400,000 to, to over a million. There's, you know, not, that, that's not our strategy. It doesn't mean that's not the right strategy for you. So I just want to make that a point that knowing what your money goals are, you know, all of us is critical before you even say, what market do I want to be in? That's the third, fourth question, not the first one, you know, because it's going to dictate what your goals are first versus, you know, where you want to be. So I I wanted to make that a quick point because it's, you know, there's not a lot of markets that are going to appreciate like you you just mentioned. Um, and And I love what you've done in your career too. You've built up the ability to lend money. And I think that is, you know, that is really where a lot of people want to get to, right? You think about where most investors are. They're either more active or they're more passive or they're a little of both, right? So, um, you know, and for a lot of women listening, especially right now, lending is tough, right? Not every bank is like, yeah, come to my bank. I got millions to lend right now. That's just not the current economic world that we're in right now. So the need for private money the need for creative financing, the need to get super just, you know, in problem solving mode to fund your deals, which are going to happen and that are all around us is going, going to increase. So I'm curious to get your input. You lend money, both hard money and you do private lending, what have you for the women listening. They want to attract people like you. They want to work with people like you. How do they do it? You know, how do they begin? You know, I'd love to get into that because I think that's a big, big need that everyone has right now. Yes, I think that's true. Um, for me, I am someone that uh, that likes that that likes when somebody approaches me, I like someone that has a track record. And I know that's hard. It's that kind of thing. Like you graduate from college and then it's like, well, you need three years experience. Like, well, how do I get three years experience? I just graduated from college, you know? So obviously there's, you know, there are exceptions, but that's always been so strange to me, you know, because we all start somewhere. We all started at the beginning. But for me, I mean, I'm someone I'm more, I'm conservative. Not everybody, you know, when you have, I would say the key to it is relationships. 
relationship. So if you have a good relationship with someone, if you cultivate a relationship with someone and they trust you and they understand the, your strategy and they understand your deals, I think that's really critical. I, when I, I'm approached, I'm generally approached by people that have done several deals that are in markets. For example, I um, am lending right now two on two uh, flips in Knoxville, Tennessee. So, you know, why? These guys live in LA, we've met, we, you know, I went to Knoxville, I checked out what they were doing. They had a good track record for, you know, for, uh, they had a formula that was working that, that made sense. Uh, Knoxville, actually, we had a property that one of the deals went into escrow during Corona. So mm -hmm. again, you know, um, an environment that's going to handle uh, this, this kind of um, pandemic, you know, that is really, you know, not anything's, but it, it nothing is pandemic proof, but this was recession proof. Um, and it's obviously proving to, do, to be pretty pretty good. So I would say if you're going to approach somebody, be very clear, be very specific. Um, you know, at least if you're, if you're starting out, at least lay out your strategy and have it make sense, be able to back it up. Like when they approached me with Knoxville, you know, they were, they had all the, the data about, look, you know, it's recession. It's, you know, it is on the top list of, of, uh, states that are going to be, um, or cities that will be recession, you know, that will do well in a recession, which we know is inevitable, which is, you know, seems to be coming quicker than, you know, well, it's not quicker than we thought. We knew it was going to come. We just didn't know it was come going to come in this way. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's an excellent point. I, I love the idea of obviously relationships. We've done a lot of private, you know, raising private money over our years of, of how we've expanded track record, building relationships. But I love what you're saying. And I really want to just spotlight what you're saying to the women listening. Get very crystal clear on your formula. What is your formula for investing? And then being able to articulate that to a hard money lender or a private money lender is, is golden. So if you cannot articulate it, A, if you don't have one, that's not a good thing. You need to have one. And then two, if you can't actually articulate it, no one's going to want to lend to you. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's like, that's like yeah. one of one. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, you know, they'll talk to me and, oh, I want to get into this market because it's hot and we're going to get into this. And, okay, that's great. But what is your formula? I love that. I love that way you said it because it is really a formula. So I just, I just want yeah. to put that in explanation points here. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com. Or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure.
You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I want to just pick back on that because many of you that are listening right now are asking, okay, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't have it. I don't even understand what the hell you're talking about. So for you that are thinking like that, this is not the time for you to approach a private lender. You're just too raw right now. So my point to you is what can you do, right? What can you do if you're a mom, if you have a, a W-2, if you are starting out in real estate, how can you build that track record somehow? Right. Start, look for people that are doing what you're looking to do and partner up with them. But Andressa, but, but, but. Let's let's talk about the butt, right? You got a lot of people in that head, Andressa. I have a lot of people. I'm ta- I'm channeling them right now. But but let's say, oh, you don't have the funding. What can I bring it to them? So that's come down to what you're bringing to the table. I've told you guys before, and I keep telling. I've worked for people for free or for just a small portion of their equity. Right. If I had time, I'll go to freaking Home Depot to pick up all your finishes. I don't care. Can I just understand and shadow your entire, you know, job? Don't tell people that you're going to manage their construction without having experienced construction because then you become a liability. So risk that off. Right. You can learn about construction by assisting them with what they need. Those people need more time. So how can you carve that? I will, yeah, I'll do whatever. I'll pick the drawings. I'll sit down with I for half a day <laughs> to get uh, something. So you can build that track record. And then later on, you say, listen, I was an equity partner on this deal here. Here are the numbers. Here's the strategy that we apply. And I would like to do this again and again and again. That's how you, you know, get your feet wet. Um, and, and, you know, because if you go to a conversation with a private lender and you don't have the answers, don't take that as a failure, right? Take that as a lesson. Okay. The next time I need to have all those answers. I need to have a binder 
or the link for my Dropbox file or CloudFi with my track record. Because when they ask me, yeah, do you have a track record? Yes, I do. Here it is. Here are the pictures. Here are the numbers. Here's how, you know, everything worked out. That will differentiate you from others. Yeah. I mean, one of the, that's such good information. One of the things that I really want to highlight is, you know, be committed. Like if you want to do this, don't think, you know, but, but, but think how, and you know what, go to a hundred lenders. I don't care. Call me. I mean, I can say no, but at least you learn something. At yeah. least you're in the game. At least you're moving it forward. And the other thing that I want to highlight too about, um, about the formula is also one of the things when I started lending money that made me feel more comfortable was they also understood the back end. you know, am I going to get the property? If something goes wrong, do you have an attorney that you work with? Like when I went to Knox, they took me to their attorney. You know, I want to meet, I want to know that, you know, we have legal because it's, it's not um, a little amount of money that gets loaned. And so, you know, you, those are also the things that you want to do on the back end. You want to make sure you understand like, okay, how am I going to protect their assets? Because, you know, if I hand you a hundred thousand dollars, I want to make sure that you have a backup plan or that you're going to protect me in the event that something goes wrong, because we know it's real estate. And things can happen. And they do. And they do happen to even great investors. And then it's, you're absolutely right. How are you going to make people whole? Um, that's what investors care most about, right? Someone like yourself and, and, and the people that are lending. Um, you know, in terms of hard money lending, you know, and, and obviously private lending, because people often say, what's the difference between the two? And I, you know, we all on this call know what the difference is. But as we navigate how institutional lending is getting tighter, and, and how these other forms of, of financing are just going to increase, I think, in, in the months to come, in the, in the years, you know, year, year plus years to come here. What would you say for women evaluating all the different options, right? So they have somebody who's a, in their, their family or friends. They're like, you know what? I think I'm ready. I think I've done some deals. I have a, I have a track record. Um, you know, how do I, you know, how do I approach that? How do I, you know, go down that path? And then on the hard money lending could be a little more, professional, right? It could be just that company that, you know, is a little higher interest rate, but they're also, that's what they do. So there's benefits to that. So what have you seen to be maybe some benefits and some, you know, things that the women listening really want to be aware of as they evaluate these different options? Because they're not all created equal. They're going to cost you different amounts of money. And you're absolutely right. How do you protect everyone too? Well, what I find is a lot of times the reason why people are going to lenders has to, uh, private lenders has to do that they get a much better rate because the hard money lenders charge so many points and such a high interest rate. And, you know, that really, when you're doing a flip and maybe, you know, even if you're at 65 or 75, 70%, you're still, I mean, that money can get eaten up really quickly if you have a couple months going over on a deal and, you know, you really have to look at your bottom line. I think whenever you can get some, I'm, I want everybody in real estate. So I think, you know, if you have a family member that doesn't know about it, explain it to them, partner with them, you know, pay them 10% on the deal. Um, maybe even more, you know, maybe give them half just to get the money in and just, you know, make it work, but, and, and make it so that you can make some money. Cause at the end of the day, yeah, we, you know, we we're all learning, we're all on the journey, but I mean, the goal is to make money. So, you know, if you go to a hard money lender, they, it's, it's so expensive. It's really, you really need a good spread on those deals. I, I, and I think the other key that you just said, I, I want to highlight, cause we've done a lot of this ourselves is that 
don't get wrapped up in the deal itself because getting it done and working with that private lender is actually more beneficial and more fruitful to you than the $10,000 or the $20,000 or like you're going to quiver between you're going to make 10 or 20, you know, not that money's not important. I don't mean it like that or, or to say that's just, oh, that's just not an afterthought. But the relationship in private money, especially if this is a business you want to grow, is so much more important. We, we've gone to closings where we've had to pay lenders. I mean, that just, we haven't done it a lot, but it sucks. It sucks, right? For us. But for them, that relationship and keeping our word and protecting their money is the most important thing. And that's how you have to approach this business. And um, because the relationship is so much more worth than you're getting 10 or 12 or 30. And I'm not saying get taken advantage, but you're, if you're in this for the long term and the long game, then, then it's about the relationship. And I mean, lenders, we've worked with on multiple deals, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's of more value to us than the, quivering between a percent or two. I remember a quick story about that list. So we were closing on a property here. um, And then Matt came to closing. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Matt came to the the closing and the lenders that too, we had two lenders that Mm -hmm. they came to so we could have lunch later on. Uh, First, the title company sent us to the wrong address. So we all show up to the wrong address and then, then we walk to the other address and then they needed a document, uh, that does not exist. They, you know, the, not the lenders, the buyer needed a document from the city of Philadelphia and the city of Philadelphia does not provide that document. Oh yeah. I remember that. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I put these things out of my mind sometimes, but you're right. I'm like, now I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're living it. And then we're like, this is nuts. The day of closing, asking for this, you know, and you were there with both lenders, you know, they travel to, to the closing and you were in that tight spot. But I remember uh, I was getting like, I was like insane trying to work something out. And then, uh, you know, they said, this cannot happen today. And I was like, you're kidding me. Like (laughs) I have landers here. And I was so upset. And I I, I was like, listen, give me a second. And it was very funny. So, Jack, Jack is one of the lenders that we all became friends later on. He came to me. He's like, we, we are okay. I was like, no, Jack, I want to make sure you guys get paid today. He's like, I know we're going to get paid. I have no doubt. And we can still have lunch, you know, all, all of us. Um, I know that. And you can just guys wire it to me. I'm not worried about that. I like I can see now how much you guys care about us. It wasn't not even about Matt and I getting paid. It was more about the lenders there. So it's fine. Let's just have lunch. That's awesome. I love that. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know? The other thing that that's coming up for me too about all of the this idea and this you know maybe you know needing to get money from a you know to to make a deal work is also just the flexibility in real estate in terms of you know maybe maybe you decide you know you aren't going to borrow money that maybe you're going to do a different kind of deal altogether maybe you're going to take your money and go into you know another kind of deal like a passive deal or something like that so I mean there's other options is like don't feel stuck don't feel like it has 
has to be one way. Certainly like go with it and but be flexible in the process because someone might approach you and say, hey, do you want to come mentor, you know, be I'll be your mentor or something and you can go work for them for a while. So it's just like be on the journey, be in the process. Yep. Because the process is going to take longer than the than actually getting the property and getting the deal done. And the truth is, once you get them, I mean, yes, it's great to make money. It's great. All of that is the goal. But but if we can't enjoy the process and the progress and we're always stressed out, that's going to be more of the time you're going to spend. So, you know, just stay open to like, hey, I'm on this journey as opposed to like beating yourself up. And it speaks to like kind of what what you ladies do so well in terms of talking about the whole person. It's like, you know, remember to remember you're human. Remember, we're, you know, none of us have it easy, you know, and none of us, you know, like I started out sharing that I didn't start out with, you know, with anything. So, I mean, we're all, you know, we can all get there. Yeah, I mean, to that point, uh, Tamar, you have a very share of passion that we have about supporting women in this business in particular. The guys can just go pound sand. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you do, you know, we have this passion and it's, it's, a, um, it's really a passion, you know, and, and what do you think holds women back from your experiences? You've talked to a lot of women, you work with a lot of women just like we do. And I'm always curious because we think we know it holds our, ourselves back. I know it sometimes holds me back, right? Um, not so much investing in real estate, but other things, right? New things, things that I have not been involved in yet. I still get a little cautious and careful and I don't know if we can do this and, and, and overwhelmed or whatever it is. So what do you, what have you seen to be what holds women back? Is it person specific? Is it something in general? What, what have you found? Well, you know, I think it's a combination. Obviously, like everyone's story leads them to a different place. But I do think, you know, as women, we're brought up to be to be protected. Like I always talk about the, um, you know, like the little kid goes out to a boy goes out to do a lemonade stand and the mom's like, oh, great. Look how, you know, you're so um, adventurous and, you know, you're such a business person. And then the girl goes out and they're like, be careful. You know, don't be, you know, don't talk to, don't talk to people too much or like, you know, and it's just like we're just. Um, we're just conditioned to be more protective of ourselves. And, um, and I just think that um, that's part of it. So part of it is that, you know, it's scary out there, you know, and you got to be careful and you're going into this big game and, you know, you got to, you know, and there's all this fear around like that something really horrible is going to happen. So I think that we stay safe. We stay away from it. We don't want to be in danger. And, um, and then the other part of it has to do with the fact um, of our worth, you know, of like what we feel like we deserve. And I just think that, you know, it, we haven't been, yes, we were, women are doing so great. We're making such great strides in, in the world and the workforce and real estate, everything. But, you know, it hasn't been that long. I mean, we couldn't vote, you know, at one point. I mean, we're, you know, so I think that we're still, um, we're still uh, stepping into like what it feels like to say, Hey, you know, I can have whatever I want in my life if I work hard for it. And I do, and I do deserve this. That's the second thing. The other third thing has to do with the way that we see money and just the idea of like, you know, what it feels like to have wealth, what it feels like, you know, the responsibility of it, the responsibility of, of, um, of taking it all on. Can we handle it? Is it worth it? Is it better to just kind of stay, you know, stay safe, stay smaller, live simply. And um, so I think it's a lot of those things. Yeah, it's a lot packed in, you know, in that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because um, you're unraveling a lot. A combination, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about my how I speak to my two kids when they go outside. 
and my son, I have a son and a daughter, you know, my son's older, my daughter's younger. And it's interesting, you know, I'm like, I probably do do that more with my daughter than my son. Very interesting. And starts with us, right? Not that I want to throw my daughter into the road with cars coming, or neither of them for that matter. But uh, some days, you know, you have those moments, you're like, you know, going crazy. But yeah, I mean, that's very powerful to think about how we speak to our kids and especially have a boy and a girl and just being mindful of that, you know, oh, she's kind of tough. She's a tough cookie because she's got all boys on the street. So she's kind of like, I'm going to just be Miss Tuffy Pants, you know, but um, it's fascinating. And I think we all can contribute to that, how we speak to our children and how we speak to each other. You know, I think we could all kind of take that in a little bit because if we're not mindful, we'll start to just to your point, you know, I think that's a good point. Um, so as you've navigated your path, you know, um, you know, I just, you know, just in terms of moving through the, the uncertainty and the risk, um, what, what have you done to, to move yourself through the feeling of like, you know, that next property, right. That, that next deal that lending to someone is, is can feel risky, right? Well, if I lose all my money, yeah, yeah you know, it's all connected. Totally. And what I find that is so powerful, and again, this is, you know, again, goes back to our, our passion of educating yourself on real estate, because the truth is, is that it's not that risky. It is not that risky if you do the numbers, if you, you know, if you're buying in the right location, if you're, you know, I mean, there's so many, there are so many strategies. There are so many opportunities where you are mitigating so much risk. I mean, when this whole thing happened, I was worried about one of my passive invested investing deals, not one of them, not my hard money lending, nothing, because you learn how, how real estate works. And the reason, and the thing is, is that the interesting thing is that the thing that, and I really believe that the thing that holds us back ultimately the most for women is that they're not educated and, um, and they don't, they feel like it's too risky and too hard to understand. And so they just stay away from it. And even like Andressa was talking about, like women that do get into it, it's like, but, 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 but it's like, oh my God, there's just too many butts. I'm just going to go and have a cappuccino with a friend. I mean, it's just too much. Really, really good point. Um, and I, I love that idea of like, asking ourselves, the women listening, what holds you back? I mean, on Jess and I, you know, you, you and I have done tons of workshops and sessions, and I'm sure tomorrow, all the work you're up to, it's like, we all can ask that question. If something's holding you back, something, you have to uncover that. And, and you have to then go like education, well, then get more, figure out, you know, or whatever it is. So what's holding you back? You know, women listening right now, write it down. Because there's, there's got to be a way to then move yourself through that with support, right? Totally. And a, Absolutely. The world opens up once you educate. Yeah. One thing that I just want to share very quickly is that I don't know, to be honest, where do I get that information? Because I'm, I'm three books, between three books right now. So I don't know which one it came from. <laughs> uh, so about fear, right? When we feel that butterfly or that sensation, we name fear. But we can name anything else. We can name excitement. We can name lullaby. We can name yada yada. We can name that whatever we want to name. So be very careful about that sensation. And when you feel that, I was like, oh my gosh, no, this might be like a sign that I should not do this. Instead, if you interpret that as an excitement, oh my gosh, 
oh, I'm feeling something here. Let's explore. So don't be so quick to name it fear, to name it overwhelming, so or, or like a bad sign or something. Be aware of how you're feeling. Be very careful about that because it's something, right? That your body is catching up first, then your mind later on. So be mindful of that and don't let it hold you back, right? Mm. As, as uh, Tamara is saying, if you have the numbers right, the right partners, and risky. you did your due diligence, if you're feeling that feeling, it's excitement. So embrace it and go. Call yeah. us. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we even, um, you know, with fear, uh, the truth is, uh, like Tony Robbins talks about fear a lot. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, very famous in terms of dealing with these, these blocks. And what he says is that... Uh, you know, you always have the fear. The fear doesn't go away, you know, but you learn to walk through it. And then once you're on the other side, it becomes something different. Then it becomes like what Andres is talking about. The only way to get past to that other side is to walk through it because otherwise you're stuck in the fear and nothing happens. On the other side is opportunity. It's wealth, it's growth, it's real estate, it's everything. So it's like, whenever you're stuck, just ask yourself like, okay, you know, I got to walk to the other side if I want to get to the other side. Yeah. And takes that action. I, I forget. I think it was Wayne Dyer. He said, it might've been him. Um, it stands for fear, false evidence appearing real. And I like that too, because it's like, it kind of feels like something, but is it really real? And then a lot of it's all in our heads. You know, I know it's the worst spot of my life is in my head, right? Um, tomorrow, we could probably go down a lot of paths here. So we, we, we so got to have you back on. Uh, where can the ladies listening learn more about all the great things you're up to and, and all the uh, just wonderful uh, projects you're doing? So uh, they can either go on my website, wealthwarriorwoman.com, W-O-M-A-N, or they can email me at hello at wealthwarriorwoman.com. Perfect. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three question. And the first one is, Tamar, what's the most transformational book you have ever read? Okay. So um, this is always, it's, it's always interesting when you ask, because there's so many good books, but I have to say Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And um the reason is like one is that, you know, he really uh, it's a very famous book. If you've never read it, it's worth it. It's a hard read. He, um, you know, he talks about his life as a doctor in the in the um, Holocaust. And the one thing that he says, I think, is really um, pivotal and worth taking away. You know, even in those conditions, he shares that, you know, when you lose everything and you have nothing left, you have one human freedom that no one can take. And that's your attitude. Hmm. And, you know, and it's such a, it's, it's so moving because the truth is like, we can say it and yeah, we've never been, you know, prisoners of, of a war, you know, seeing our families, you know, all the terrible things that happen, um, you know, and, and he still says, you know, it really is your attitude. That's the power. Like, you know, no matter what happens, mm -hmm. you have that choice. Yeah. Wow. It's timeless, right? It's timeless. It is. Awesome. And the second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you have to live a financially free and balanced life? 
Well, I am um, a huge Miracle Morning woman. And um, for those that don't know what that is, it's basically, um, you know, when I start, I start my day powerfully. Your mornings are by far, you're, think about, you've just rested. Your brain's right. Please, please don't grab for your phone. That is like literally the like it's like it makes me cry. Like when I, you know, when I think about it, because you're just robbing yourself of like you're such a like you have so much juice in your in your in your being, and you're basically just giving it away and like detox, you know, just burying your whole brain. So, you know, when I wake up, I drink um, 25 ounces of water. I do some exercise. I do some journaling. I uh, meditate uh, for 15 minutes. And um, and uh, let's see, what's the last? Anyway, that, those, are, those are the things. Let me see if there's something. Oh, and I read. That's the last thing. Um, so, um, and you don't have to do it that long. That's the thing, you know, I mean, if you don't have that kind of time, you can even in the book that, um, Hal Elrond wrote about miracle, the miracle morning, he talks, you could just do it for like one minute. Um, he really doesn't talk that much about the cell phone, but I'm just a huge, I just, I just feel like it's your most important time. The other one thing about, um, about the morning is that it's also the best time. This goes into like another book, like, but a lot of books talk about it. But the one thing that I love is that they're saying, you know, use your morning time, like block that time to do the thing, like the most important thing you could do. Like, so if there's like 10, um, you know, people you want to meet that might be hard money lenders or partners, call those people because you're awake, you're alert, you're mm -hmm. attentive, you know, that might be a good time to like take the most important thing and really um, take that time to do it. I write in the morning, I'm working on a book. Um, you know, I, um, I do blog posts. So I, you know, that's when I like to write. Awesome. And the last question is which woman famous or not has inspired you the most? Yeah, for me, you know, I would say it's my best friend, uh, Tammy Randall Wood. She's an extraordinary interior designer and uh, and um, human being. And the reason is, is because I just think, you know, friends are gold. And at the end of the day, yes, sure, I admire Oprah. I admire a lot of amazing women. But the people that are in your lives that see you and know you and cheer you on and that you can cheer on and that you can share your dreams and you can do things with that to me is the most valuable person for me in the world. And Absolutely. it's inspiring. Absolutely. And we need more of those amazing women around us. So that's what we're all about too, is creating that community. So uh, Tamar, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so much for sharing all your great insight. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. So thanks for your time. Thanks both so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.